Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy, Mike. I hope y'all having a wonderful Thursday. Really looking forward to tonight's episode. We got Chip from Regis Sphere Python. So really looking forward to, to chat with him, learning a little bit more about what he does. I do want to apologize like right from the jump. If you see me sweating, it's not because I'm nervous. It's because it's hot as hell in here. Uh, have some problems with AC and it's hot as hell. It's about 84, 85 degrees in here right now. So we're going to get through it. So I might sweat a little bit, um, but it'll be all right. We're going to get through it. Um, like I said, we got the homie Chip coming on the show tonight. Real quick, though, if you're involved in this hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, please make sure you're supporting U.S. Art and U.S. Art Florida um, in any way that you can. Don't ever feel like any support is too little. Anything that you can do, share a post, talk to somebody about it. And definitely, if you are in a position to support them financially, definitely, we need everybody to help in any way they can. Uh, with that being said, um, I do want to pull up a few comments in the chat before we bring our guests out, starting from the top. Stan, what's good, bro? Thanks for coming out. Kent, what's good? Thanks for coming out. What's good? What's good? What's good? Bosa, what's up, bro? Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, Chip is the man. <laughs> Takara, what's up? What's up? Miguel, thanks for coming out, bro. Nicole, what's good? Thanks for coming out. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, sorry I can't see you this weekend, but definitely looking forward to seeing you in the future real, real soon. Who else we got? Genetics Nerd, thank you for coming out. Bosa Jr., what's good? Thank you for coming out. Jeremy, what's good, homie? Thanks for coming out. Heathen Hatcher, thanks for coming out. Gershon, what's good? Thank you for coming out. Jay Hill, thank you for coming out. Who else we got? Who else we got? Ray, what's good? What's good? Thanks for coming out. Who else we got in the chat? I think that's everybody. If I miss somebody, I apologize. But without further ado, I do want to bring Chip on. What's good, brother? Hey guys. Hey man. I really appreciate you having me on Mike. Yes, sir. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here. So full confession, when I was saying Regis Sphere, I got to think before I say this because it gets yeah. my tongue tied. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I see Gershon's here. So uh, I will say that you're doing a better job than he does. <laughs> that Regis screws him up man he throws the spear out no problem it's the regis that's messing oh it's the regis to get him it's the spear yeah. to get me yeah like like my yeah. tongue just automatically just get big when i said or something <laughs> right and you know what made me come up with that name was it's latin for royal ball so okay. you know i figured that'd be a cool name that makes sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so you big in etymology and stuff like that uh, no, I just thought I need to come up with something clever, something nobody else has got. And uh, I thought Regis Royal, and I thought, well, let's just say ball, you know, Royal Ball, and that, that rolls for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, that, that's dope. That's dope. That was Thank one of my questions, actually, like how you came up with the name. So real quick, introduce yourself, um, tell everybody a little bit about what you do. 
Okay. Well, uh, again, Chip Forsythe, uh, I've only been doing this since 2018. Okay. My daughter at the time, she uh, was spending the night with someone and they had a ball python, another eight-year-old girl. And when she came home, she said, I want a, a ball python. And I was like, no, nah, that ain't going to happen. And uh, what's so crazy is that when I was a kid, I had one. And okay. I'm, I'm 54. So you can imagine, you know, at 12 years old, having a ball python and there was nothing to them. They were normal, nothing, Just, you know, it wasn't nothing spectacular. Well, that was, you know, what is that? 42 years ago. Well, okay. next thing you know, she talks talking about ball pythons, and I thought, well, I'm going to look that up and just see how much they cost, this, that, and the other. And I was blown away. And you hear this <laughs> all the time. That's what's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. And it, I, I, it was like a fire. And uh, and I immediately started looking at them. And I, and I, I'm the type of person that I try to, at least I try to, I try to plan as much as I can. And okay. right off the bat, you know, I, I. I I wanted recessives kept coming up. That's all everybody was talking about in 2018. And I know they, they've been out for a lot longer than that, but I thought, well, I'm going to try to buy recessives. And I ended up buying four that, you know, I'd say within three months. And, uh, and then I started just picking four them recessive up. Recessive pythons. Yeah. What yeah. more? Uh, particularly clown or two clowns and two pods. And, okay. um, and those are, I just love those, you know. Males, so, uh, females, which yeah, mean? all female. That was all drilled females. into okay. my head right off the bat. Get female. Nice. Yeah. So I was, you know, I know T, I, I've heard his story several times how he was buying males <laughs> left and right. But uh, <laughs> luckily, I bought all females. And, uh, and you know, and granted, you jump right into the recessives, too. That's, that's what's up. Well, you know, I, I love black pastel too, though. See, I mean, I absolutely love black pastel and, and blackhead too, but black pastel was, uh, one of them that I bought that was just a, a regular, uh, codon. But, um, but my point is, is I tried to logically think it out and, and, and buy smart. Okay. And the next thing you know, you know, I started getting hooked on, um, uh, YouTube and all the different videos and stuff like that. And I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. I mean, you know, it, and it's so crazy because never in my life, other than getting married, you know, I knew what I was wanting to do. You know, it's kind of <laughs> weird. So I just pressed forward. That's what's up. So was there a particular like clown or pie morph that or combo that really drew you in, or was it just clowns and pies in general? Uh, well. I let my wallet dictate that. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so I had to start <laughs> off small, man. My I first bought was just a plain Jane female uh, clown. And, and I really loved the killer clown too at that time. And okay. like I said, 2018 killer clowns were really popular. Yeah. And, um, I, so I bought one of those and you got to imagine, you know, and I know everybody out here has thought the same thing. And I'm sure you have too, man, where you're like $300. Oh my God, that's a lot of money. And yeah. next thing you know, it's three thousand dollars, you know, and and then you're finding out three thousand dollars ain't cutting it anymore. <laughs> you know, that's what's hard to deal with. Yeah, man, it's crazy because I remember. Um, so I haven't been in it that long myself, and somewhat similar to you. So back in the um in like 1999, I had a roommate that had two ball pythons. I want to say it was a normal and an albino, and so at the time, like I went into snakes. I, I 
it just wasn't my thing at all. And so I thought it was kind of weird for having ball pythons in the first place, like two snakes in the house. But it was it was all good. You pay your half of the rent. You know what I'm saying? You right. keep your snakes over there. Don't let your snakes get out. We good. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, looking back, like, he wasn't into breeding or nothing like that. He just had the snakes. Looking back, I wish I would have got into it uh, back then. But then fast forward to 2020, uh, kind of like with the lockdown and stuff like that, obviously you start getting, like, more time on your hand. And so, like, I started researching and then came across – uh, what's what's the dude's name? I can't remember his name, but anyway, um, he had a video showing his reticulated python, right? Was and it so Chris Hardwick? No, I wasn't Chris Hardwick. It's, oh, okay. uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, Salafa I... Halley or something like that, and I'm probably oh. like Jungle Boy is out of I'm probably I'm probably butchering that, but that's um that's who it was. But anyway, yeah. he was showing his reticulated python, and so it kind of piqued my interest or whatever. And so start thinking back about the ball pythons and so i started looking up the ball pythons and then i started seeing all these morphs and like start seeing all these different youtubes and all these videos and stuff like that and just everywhere it was on facebook and then i somehow came across morph market and that was it right there after morph market it was kind of like all downhill i started seeing all these morphs and so i said you know what we're gonna do this we want to we want to get into it and start getting some snakes but when we first started doing it we didn't know for sure whether or not, you know what I'm saying, we wanted to breed or whether or not we really wanted to jump into it. And then like listening to advice from some people, they were like, start with the smaller snakes. They didn't like you, you know what I'm saying? I kind of let my, not smaller snakes, but lower lower cost snakes. And like you, I kind of let my wallet dictate a lot of the decisions. And so like, we started getting like some two, three gene codon animals and stuff like that. So I didn't start with the recesses. If I would if I could go back to 2020 and tell like brand new snake keeper Mike, something i would tell them hey jump into the recesses that you like um and so we started getting recesses and stuff a little bit later and then from then it just kind of like snowballed and snowballed and snowballed you know what i'm saying like you look at a 300 snake you're like wow i ain't paying 300 for a snake just like you said but then like you just really start seeing the prices and like just the different combos and what you can do and the potential and you just kind of get engulfed in the culture you know what i'm saying then it just become like a whole different way of life right right so yeah yeah, and you know, to me, uh, and I'm, as you well know, ball pythons are so easy to take care of, I think. And once you get over the scare, you know how people are, are who are new to it, like he won't eat. You know, this bipython, you know, he's not eating like he's supposed to. Once you get past that, you're okay. Because, you know, that's just how they are. Sometimes they're, they're going to take a break and not eat, and sometimes they will. And uh, for the most part, you know, they're, they're so easy to take care of. Yeah, that's the... I don't want to say it's the biggest thing because like by and large, like through my whole collection, hey, we got quite a few animals, but I would say 95% of them don't have like feeding problems at all. And most of the ones that go off food is usually my males. And most of the males, when they went off food, it was during the breeding season. But then once the breeding season kind of slowed up, it was right back on food. So it's to me, is not as bad as some people make it out to be. I have had problem eaters. I'm not going to act like I haven't, but it wasn't like as prevalent as people make it to be because I'd be in some groups where it's like multiple species kept, even like ball python specific groups, and they make it seem like you just, you can't pay a ball python to eat, and that's just not right. the experience I've had. Um, yeah. And so I you said totally you've been through agree. something similar? Yeah, yeah. I, I, in fact, uh, I mean, I've, I've gotten uh, 20 breeding females and of those 20, I only have two that uh, give me a trouble, give me troubles. And okay. yeah. And, and one actually, you know, uh, gave me a clutch this year 
and she's fine. It's just, I wish she would eat more regularly. Now I've got a, a Candino pie that is like horrible. Uh, she, I've, she's two years old and she weighs like 850 grams. And the crazy thing is, is she just sits there and just, she's just as happy as she can be. And, you know, she'll come out and I'll play with her and, it's like nothing's no problem here. And I got a friend, um, Dale from Acadia Pythons and me and him have talked about it. He's like any day, man, she's going to bloom and she's going to go, I want something to eat. You know, that's what I'm hoping <laughs> for. Yeah. I got a banana pie. Just the exact same way. Like she'll like right now she in eating mode. And so when she in eat mode, I feel her and I feel her well, but then like, she'll just be chilling. And she's like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to eat for a couple of weeks. And then she'll yeah. be back on it. Yeah. And so that's one of my few problem eaters is, is that girl. But she'll 2020 and she's probably pushing a thousand grams now. Right. Yeah. I just wish she would come on because I got, you know, obviously some money in this one. And and uh, I was really hoping. And the other thing that's crazy is I, uh, I bought one from Spades Reptiles out of New York. It, and it, I've had it two years and this year it gave me nine eggs. I mean, this thing ate like a freight train and just ate regularly every week. No problems whatsoever. And, uh, and it was a, um, an inchy clown. I bred her to a spot nose clown and man, she oh, did nice. so well. Yeah. I mean, so well. Nice. And so has she produced that clutch yet? Yeah, yeah, I've already got the eggs, but I mean, they haven't, uh, uh, I haven't cut them yet. I'm going to be cutting those in probably about one month from now. Okay, okay. What's your holdback strategy going to look like? Uh, well, I've only had, I've had eight clutches this year. Two have hatched out, and of those, um, I'm being murdered with males. And uh, I'm probably, out of those there, I've got, let's see, 12, and I'm going to hold back two. I'm holding back one pied and one a, a leopard blade pastel clown because they're okay. both females okay so far we've only had like two clutches hatched to date both of them six eggs both of them 4.2 yeah so <laughs> mine uh i had a uh 5.2 with the leopard blade clown and the uh the uh it was a yellow belly pod pastel pod combination I got uh, 5.2. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> man, it's horrible, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I hope my uh, my luck change when I have a couple of uh, my later ones. Well, one, right. the girl is like already past the point of no return, so I know I should begin it. It should be um, some combo double head hypo clown stuff. So hopefully that's female heavy. And then... Potentially, I might have some double head DG clown stuff. So, hopefully, that's female heavy too. Like, oh, if, I, if the eyes guys rolling with your boy, please, like, bless me with a lot of females. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, it's so crazy. I put those on Morph Market, the uh, Blade Pastel Leopard Clowns, and I priced them very reasonably, I think. And, um, you know, they're still sitting there. <laughs> so, we'll have to see what happens here. Mills. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm keeping the only female I got out of it, you know, and um, but uh, but they're beautiful. But you know, I, I know you know this, and probably 90% of these people in the chat know it. But a lot of people frown on the males, but I'll tell you, males, the right one really jump starts you. Really, oh, yeah, really oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I so I don't really have a problem buying them, to be honest with you. In fact, uh, like that clown, the one clown I got that was a female in 2018, and um, I bought a um, that inchy clown, okay? There ain't nothing. I mean, I love an inchy clown, but what I'm saying is, is there's not a whole lot going on. Well, I bought some two banger males from Canova, bred them to them, and you know they're producing some nice stuff. So I, a lot of people frown on males, and I'm one of them. Don't get me wrong, but they're they're worth they're 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 worth it. I think. Oh yeah, you can't have clutches without them. First and foremost, exactly. <laughs> right. But yeah, all of my most powerful animals, genetically speaking, are males. What's Same good, here. Blakers? What's up? But yeah, in fact, that's kind of my strategy, right? So I intentionally and purposefully invested more in my males um, from a, a dollar's perspective and got more powerful males just because I can kind of I can spread that around amongst the females I've gotten. Right. Over time, I've kind of like built up my females more and more. Uh, but still none of the females, genetically speaking, like if I put my most powerful female up against my most powerful male, just from a genetic standpoint, it's not even close. Right. Um, I'm the same. Exact I don't think. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, uh, as crazy as this sounds, I, I, I thought this was a big secret or something because everybody kept hammering female, female, female. And I get that. But gosh, you can buy some really, really high end males economically you know cheap compared to a female and they can jump start your whole plan that's the way i see it yeah that's what like i, I see said, it too. maybe i'm that's missing something and somebody can educate me but that's just kind of how i was seeing it obviously uh the best uh scenario is to have like super powerful females and you put some super powerful males to them obviously that's exactly. the best but for where i'm at right now that's my strategy exactly that's how i see um, it yeah i hope like i say in terms of like animals that i buy and females that i buy like over time to like uh build out my female stock with more and more powerful females and then obviously producing uh powerful females i can hold some back but that's that's my strategy like i just kind of want to like just build up build up build up but even so i still feel like as i'm building up it's not going to be in a vacuum, right? So as my female power building up, my male power is going to be building up too. And so I exactly. still think I'm still kind of have that same dynamic, if that makes exactly. sense. Yeah, I've got my 20 females. Now, only nine of them were ready this year. But by next year, I should have 14. And um, I've only got five males, you know, to go to them. So I try to keep that to a minimum, you know, but um, – I'm very happy with that strategy so far. And like you said, say in two years when I've got more money and I've got a you know broader spectrum of, of animals, then I might see investing heavily more into some powerhouse females. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, shout out to Wifey for controlling the comments tonight. It's making it so much easier. I can just focus on the conversation. So I appreciate that. Love you, baby. So next question. So what has keeping like taught you about yourself that maybe you didn't know before, or maybe, maybe it reminded you about something about yourself? Well, um, I, I guess, um, I'm one of those people who has to be doing something all the time. Now my belly doesn't look like that, but I have to, <laughs> I have to always <laughs> be doing something. And these snakes, man, they are perfect for that type of person because I can clean them. I can look at them. I can hold them. I can, you know, 
be as detail oriented as I want. I can do videos. I mean, I am constantly doing something in this room and it is, it's, it's comforting. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds gotcha. crazy to some people, but I just love it. I, I love every aspect of it. And, and of I really, stuff, it, go ahead. Now I was going to um, kind of build off that. And speaking of doing stuff like in your room, like when you're in your room and you're like cleaning and you're looking at them and kind of looking at the combos and how things act, are you kind of like mentally like taking notes and stuff, just kind of like, thinking through like what your breeding plans would look like going forward. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking like I had no idea that the leopard or the leopard blade clown bred to that pastel clown was going to give me such a beautiful clutch. I mean, it's one thing to think about it in my mind, but to actually see it. I was like, man, these came out so nice. And to me, uh, I like a pastel visually more than I like a super pastel. However, Super pastel is what's going to give you all those pastels, you know, you know, the single gene pastel. But right. that because to me, a, a super pastel is it, it really blows it all out. And it, it, it just really I don't know. It just kind of messes the pattern up. But when you when you breed that powerhouse female, which I call that and she puts out pastels everywhere, man, they are so beautiful. That yellow is so striking on, on those clown uh, uh, leopard blade clowns I got. But yeah, I do definitely do that. I sit there and look and, and see what I want to do and get that mix going. You know, like I hear T say yellow belly everything and you know, he tries to put it in everything. And in it, and that is a wonderful spice, you know, if you think about it like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Add into everything. I can't see where yellow belly has is a detractant unless you screw up and next thing you know, you got a super yellow. You got all white <laughs> snake. Yeah, right. that's 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 the only thing is the all white snakes. And some ivory combos super dope, like those ivory leopards. Yes, yes. The purples in that is just insane. Like I, I love those, uh, but yeah, yellow belly is, is very powerful and very uh, functional. It's like a utility gene; like it, it can just like spice it up for real. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, but same thing with gravel and asphalt too. And the good oh, thing yeah. about like those and the other ones in that complex is, if you hit them like the super form you got to worry about an all-white snake that's the only that's the advantage that's i would right. say right but yeah I, I love the yellow belly complex i got so much yellow belly complex stuff like in our collection like that was like one of my first goals and, and main intentions was like yellow belly complex stuff so i got a good bit of that in fact i got a clutch right now um just in the incubator it was a chocolate freeway to a highway and so, like, um, we got eight eggs from that one. So hopefully we get some good stuff. But we can there get, like, go. pavements. We can get uh, ivories. We can get freeways and highways. And chocolate can be in the mix somewhere. So hopefully it's a few ivories, maybe a lot of pavements. That'll, that'll be what's up. There you go. And yet, you know. What's good, Wiz? Uh, uh, yeah, another thing, too, is there's plenty of people out there who want a white snake. I mean, they'll buy that sucker in a heartbeat, even though you and I are like, yeah, but I yeah. want to. I want to see this, not that, <laughs> you know, but they'll eat sell. it up, man. <laughs> What's up, Troy? Yeah, they definitely sell. Definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not the end of the world if you do get an all-white snake, but if you're looking for a specific pattern or color uh, palette in your snake and you hit the all-white, like, oh, man. But, yeah, it's definitely one that'll sell, and it's eye-catching, too. And you might have a some crazy multi-gene animal that you're giving away, practically, because you don't know <laughs> yeah. That's the only danger. <laughs> Yeah, like you just gave somebody a five thousand dollars snake for three fifty. Yeah. 
Yes, please go get the homie to 500 subs and please go get Nicole to a thousand. She is almost at a thousand and she is giving away a free plane trip to the November, October, my bad, Tinley. So definitely go check that out. Um, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe both to Wiz and Nicole. And appreciate you, Bosa. Bosa is the hardest working man in social media. He's the James Brown in this industry. (laughs) I told him that. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he got to do a James Brown video now. Yeah, we got. There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. TikTok, IG, wherever you got to do it, do it on both of them. I to see some dance moves. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I know you got some clown stuff. You got some pie stuff. Like, like where do you see your projects going? Like, what are some of your ultimate goals with your projects? Well, I've got. I'm also somewhat invested in the hypo and i've got a hypo pod and a hypo clown and i'm hoping you know both of them have just now crossed over the thousand gram mark and uh, i'm hoping that they will uh you know maybe maybe not this year this coming up season uh you know 2023 but you never can tell man you never can tell but i'm hoping that i will get something from them next year Okay, and that would be awesome, and they're they're very good eaters so far. So yeah, a hypo clown and a hypo pie, you said. Yes, sir. Yep. Two so, females or a yeah, male and both female? female. Both, both females. Female. And what you yep. plan on putting to them? Uh, well, definitely, I want to produce some more of those, and eventually, I'm going to start trying to cross my uh, pods and clowns to get me a, a, a clown pod. But you know, for me, you know, like I said, 54 years old. I, I don't have the long game like a lot of somebody you know who's 30 years old and willing to you know buy a lot of hits. So most likely, I'm probably going to be that type person to buy a clown pod or and and breed it into my stuff to kind of get it moving quicker. That that's kind gotcha. of what I'm thinking. But okay, I would love to get uh, Desert Ghost as well, which I'm working with uh, Dale from Acadia Pythons to do that. He's got some coming uh hits and um and we're working out a deal on that but um yeah there's a i would love to get into exanthic i just you know it's my wallet she's telling me what i can and cannot do (laughs) (laughs) have you thought about like five years out ten years out however however far like do you have like a goal in terms of how many breeder uh females you want and how many clutches you want to be trying to shoot for um on an annual basis yeah, uh, like I said, with this year being my first actually, you know, breeding, and I like I did eight clutches. I'm trying. I'm feeling my way through that, and I think that's going to give me an idea because I hear people who have said, "Well, don't get overwhelmed," and um, and you know, you make sure you got your rats and your mice or whatever it is you're planning on feeding. You make sure you you're stocked. And I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking that eventually I would like to get to where. I'm doing like say 30 clutches a year. That's kind of my goal. Okay. I don't want to go okay. crazy. Where I'm at, I've got about, I mean, currently I've got like um, 800 square feet, but I, I can expand this out to uh, about 1200 square feet if I need to. Okay. And, and so I've got plenty of room, you know, to, I think to accomplish putting out 30 clutches a year. Okay. Okay. And like food wise, 
are you breeding rodents or are you sourcing them from somebody else? No, sir, Breed buddy. Them. I mean, yeah, I, I, for those who don't agree with this, I mean, I love my rats. I mean, I've never been bit by them. They're awesome. Uh, I take extra care of my uh, mamas and daddies. I mean, I don't really play around with the, the, the babies because they're getting fed off, but my mothers and fathers are being well taken care of. And in fact, I feel like I'm doing a good job because I just, uh, my uh, male and female that I bought in December of 2019, the female just died and they usually don't last that long. You know, we're coming up, she's that this will be three years. Yeah, we're coming up on three years in addition. Yeah. And my male, he's still kicking it. And I'm now granted, he ain't pumping it out like he used to, but my point <laughs> is, he's still alive and I'm going to take care of him. And, uh, but I, I definitely raise my own rats. I love it. And I know that sounds crazy too, but I like taking care of them, you know, cleaning them out and uh, putting them all new bedding and all that. And this time, just to be on the safe side, I bought four colonies, or I say colonies, you know, four sets of mom, uh, uh, mother and father mice so okay. that if I run into any difficulties, I don't want to be that guy stressing because they're not eating, you know, you know my snakes. And so far of these two clutches, I have fed them two mouse hoppers and then I immediately went to rats and everything's been great. I've not had any issues so far, knock on wood. Okay, so you got mice and rats. Right. So do they present unique challenges? Uh, have you noticed anything different between oh, the two? Yeah. yeah, those mice, man, they are some jumping freaks that you put your <laughs> fingers in there and they're out and they will bite you in a flash. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> They don't, they don't bite the little babies, don't bite too hard, but they're gonna bite on you. And uh, okay, and they're so fast about jumping, man. They're like rabbits. And uh, yeah, have you bred yeah. ASFs before? No, I haven't. And I keep hearing horror stories about how they eat their young and they eat each other if you don't got them all in the right colony. I would like to do that. In fact, um, that's the biggest challenges about rats, as you may well know, is that they get so big. And yeah. then the, what are you going to do with them? Yeah. Uh, What's up, Chris? Luckily, I've got a guy in local to me who raises uh, birds, you know, raptors. And so he buys whatever spare rats I've got, which is good. Okay. Okay. That's one good thing about ASFs is they don't get too big for ball pythons. Exactly. Uh, the horror stories you heard, and we still novices at this too. Uh, we've only been doing it for like, I don't know, maybe since April, May, something like that. Uh, we got three colonies right now. So the first colony we got, so we, right now we just got this like colony A, colony B, colony C. So when we first got colony A, it was like a 1.3. And two of the females was pregnant like when we got them. And so like maybe a week or two later, uh, they both had their uh, their uh, litters, right? So we like had a litter one day and then, like two days later we had another litter, but we noticed the number of babies start dwindling, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, there were no babies. They had eight of them all. And that was like, because we caught, in fact, I caught one of the moms or one of the uh, ASFs eating one of the babies, like chewing on it like a gummy bear. Like, bro. Yeah, man. Like, and we waited like like a week or two before you even had these. You finally had them, and then y'all just ate all the babies. And so, like, I started talking with some people and, like, doing more research and stuff like that. And people was like, Increase their protein, so I did that. Yeah, I uh, hear that. Did that work? Putting, it did. It did. So start putting um, 
some dog food, some high protein, high quality dog food in there. Um, and also start putting uh, dried mealworms in there because that's high in protein too. Right. And so the next time they had litters, they didn't eat like a single baby. And some people said like sometimes with their first litter, they might um, they might eat the litter because right. they're like inexperienced and stuff like that. And then they also said like potential like like security, right? So they might feel like they're not safe. And so rather than let a predator get their babies, they just eat the babies. Um, I don't know how true that was, Crazy but logic. I did start. I know, right? Like, uh, you ain't getting them, I'm going to get them. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. just, <laughs> yeah, that's wild, bro. But uh, I did put more hides in there and like places for them to hide and stuff. And so once I did that, I didn't have any issues uh, with, with any of them in, um, in that colony. And then we got colony B, which I think at first we had it a little overcrowded because we had 2.6 at first in in like those lab containers that you get from like reptile right. basics that's where and my mic that's what you got them I, and i like my those mice. but i still feel like that was kind of overcrowded because the two males kept fighting right like i don't even know how they were both still living because both of them had like the, like their guts hanging out the side like it was crazy i, I did mark this not for kids so hopefully no kids heard that but right yeah, that was wild. And so we ended up culling one of the males. And so we didn't have no problems with fighting, but we still have problems in that colony only with babies like being stillborn. And we haven't figured out like what's up with it. Or if, right. even if it's specifically one female who's having like stillborn babies. And so we're still right. trying to like get our heads wrapped around that and figure out what's going on. But in colony C, uh, that's like a 1.4 and they just like churning out babies like, healthy babies never ate a baby never had stillborns like nothing and so they good no fighting but it's only one male in there so i don't know right. <clears throat> i felt like because some people put like multiple males like in containers but they also have larger containers so i don't know if it was just proximity you know what i'm saying like they they will be good otherwise but they always kind of bumping into each other so it's like what's right. up what's up what's up what's up like, what you going to do right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, well, let me did you have rats before that and you you went to asf or what no we we, we jumped right into Straight the asfs in. yeah okay yeah, yeah i've never I mean, read rats and rats are somewhat somewhat similar they'll eat some of them will eat some of their young on the first couple of go-rounds but then okay. after that they don't i mean at least i have it and uh and I, and again i don't do one male to uh three females i do one to two and i try to I clean them religiously every week and I don't have chew outs or anything like that. Uh, and I, and I'm still using the same tubs I've had for four years and that, and I don't have no wire on them or nothing, but, but again, they're in my room. Okay. I'm here every day and I don't want to be smelling rat poop and pee, you know? So that's why yeah, I religiously yeah. clean them out every Thursday or, or I'm sorry, every what Friday. What kind of bedding you use? Uh, I use that pelletized stuff that absorbs water. For the and horses. Pee. Like yes, tractor supply. Yeah, that's right. And I use pine shavings, the large flake. Okay, the white bag or the yellow bag? The uh, white bag. Okay, yeah, you use the exact same setup we do then. Yeah, the pellets yeah. make a, a huge difference. Oh yeah, man, they huge are so worth it, bro. Yeah, huge difference because like in the colony B that was like overcrowded, the we clean every week too. But like by the end of the week, like you can start smelling a little bit. It's like, man, oh, this yeah. ain't gonna work. And so we start putting extra pellets in there. No issues. No issues. Can't like it. soak it right up. When you dump the stuff out, there's nothing clumped on the bottom. It's just like it's almost damn near like 
all the way clean. So like, yeah, right. yeah, those yeah. pellets make a huge difference. Right? Yeah. And you know, like you said about cleaning, I'll write rinse mine out and I may have a couple little pieces and I got a little scrub brush and I'll hit that dry it out and I'm set. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love those pellets. Shout out to the pellets and whoever came yeah. up with that. Like, you're the real MVP. A lot. I watched Chris Hardwick, and, and that's where I kind of got a lot of okay. my information. And that's how he uh, he uh, does his. And so that's what I started doing with mine. That was one of the first people um, I was watching, too. What's good, Matt? That was one of the first people I started watching too. Was Chris Hardwick, like I liked his videos and how like he'll pull up all the different snakes and start talking about like what the different genetics do and whatnot. So yeah, that was right. one of the very first people um, that I was watching. So did you say um, you kept other species, other reptile species? I only have a boa constrictor, and that was because I mean I like the boa constrictor, but and I'm not planning on breeding them, but. I, uh, I, in case I have like rats that I need to get rid of, because before I met the guy who buys my spare rats, I didn't know what to do with them because they were getting so big and I ended up freezing them. And then when I got this boa constrictor, he had food ready for him and he's done really good with that. And I like playing with him. You know, he's definitely more to handle, but he also causes you to really think, you know, when you start reaching your hand in there, you know, you, He's got a more of a mental, uh, I'm getting ready to bite you and I'm just letting you know first. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You got to watch you out. You definitely got to turn that off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like heavily food driven. So you definitely got to be on the lookout for that. I learned the hard way. <laughs> oh, man. I'd hate to get bit by one. Yeah, pound for pound, the snakes and out of the snakes in my collection, they bite the hardest. Um, it, it ain't the same. Like you can get bit by a ball python and, and you can get bit by a boa. It, it hit different. <laughs> I bet you. It hit completely different, bro. So uh, I see a lot of people talking about Daytona in the chat. Uh, are you planning to go to any of the big shows? Uh, I'm going to uh, Tenley, October. Yeah, as okay. soon as I win that uh, ticket from uh, Cole. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, if so I we'll don't see win that ticket, I'm going to have to buy my own ticket. But, yeah, me and my daughter are going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward. We were supposed to get there way earlier than um what we're getting there. Now it's going to be more towards the evening. Hopefully, knock on wood, everything stay the same. But so far since we bought our ticket and pushed the, pushed the flight back like three times. Now, you're talking about going to Tinley, right? Yeah. What yeah. Do you mean they we're driving to Daytona because it's like two hours. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. yeah, I hope I don't run into any problems with my ticket. I didn't know. So we bought our ticket in like, I think we bought our ticket right after everybody got back from March 10th and was talking about how late it was. I was like, man, I can't believe I missed this. Let's go and get right. these tickets now. And so we bought our ticket then. And then like maybe a month or two later, we got an email that said uh, the flight got pushed back a little bit. And then like another month or two or whatever, we got another email that said the flight got pushed back a little bit more and like, so it's just like little stuff like that, just because oh, okay. I don't know if you've flown recently, but like flights get delayed like on the regular um, nowadays. Yeah. Oh, in fact, well, like the last work trip I went on, I ended up having to stay in Charlotte extra night just because of flight delays. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I got to think about that. Well, did you uh, did you do one way or did you have multiple stops or anything like that? No, nah, it was a stop. So it was flying. We in Gainesville, so out of Gainesville, from Gainesville to Charlotte, and then from Charlotte to uh, Chicago. Okay, 
Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't happen. We'll have to see. Yeah, I hope not either, bro. Um, but they got us there. They got us there. So yeah, yep. yep. Both say I don't, I don't do planes. You got to get on the plane, bro. Yeah, man. It ain't that bad. It's not that bad. Like I tell not my daughter, at all. if something crazy happens, it ain't gonna hurt, but just that long. <laughs> That's one way to think about it. That long, you won't even. That know ain't I want to think about it, though, bro. Yeah, no. I just prefer to think ain't that gonna happen. No. <laughs> but you're not yeah. wrong, though. You're not wrong. Right. I, I was thinking about that tonight after she said that, and I was like, God, you know, I haven't heard about a plane crash for a long time, so we're good to go, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 one way to think about it, though. Yeah, I don't like like those smaller planes, like when there's a lot of turbulence and you can right. just feel every little air pocket. I don't oh, like that, yeah. and then it like drop down quick. It's almost yeah. like you're on a roller coaster, and you're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, like just chill out, just chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you come to God real quick, then don't you? All the dear Lord, <laughs> yeah. What's that saying? There ain't no foxholes with atheists in them. <laughs> Same thing with planes are about to crash. <laughs> Covering all your bases, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. So, what's some things about reptiles that you wish people would know now that you're into it a lot more? I would say, uh, you know, like you probably get this. People will say, "Why are you into this? You know, what what made you do this?" And uh, all the times, yeah, it's so weird. Um, I, I wish that would change. I really do. And I, I'll tell you something for everybody that's in the chat, and you as well. And I know you, you guys, a lot of y'all already know this, but the people you're going to sell to are me and you. We're in our forties and our fifties, and we're blown away by everything. That's, <laughs> that's the thing, man. I'm telling you. I'll bet you that in my rest of my life, I'm probably going to bring to the table. Let's say I buy, let's say I buy $50,000 worth of snakes over the next 20 years. That's somebody's getting that money. Okay. And there's somebody right behind me. That's going to be doing the same thing. And I'm not kidding you because uh, five years ago, if you'd said what I was going to be doing, I would have said you're out of your mind. But when I saw those ball pythons, it blew my mind. And I was like, Holy smokes. And I saw the drive that was out in the market. People were going crazy. And they keep saying, you know, was, you know, well, when is it going to fall? You know, I don't see it falling. I really don't because there's so I don't many. Either. And there's so many young people that had the other story you always hear. In fact, I was watching one of your shows. Uh, was it Civil Serpents? Jacob, you just yeah. 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 Same story all of us guys grew up with. Yeah, my mom and dad wouldn't let me have snakes. You know what I'm saying? Well, now you can have all you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people like us that couldn't have them are having them left and right. So yeah. I think this is a really good, um, not that I'm trying to make money off it, you know what I'm saying, but I, I'm having fun. And I, obviously a lot of other people are too, but I think this, this is really going to explode even further. I really do. I think so too. And you're right. It's not all about the money. Um, it's, it's a really fun hobby. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the coolest thing about, about it to me. Like I'm fascinated with genetics and the different things that the genetics do. Um, especially when you combine genetics, like some morphs with other morphs and just kind of like the crazy reactions and trying to figure out 
what's going to happen. And every week, it seems like you're seeing like somebody just hatched this crazy animal that's got like the whole internet uh, or the whole snake internet taken by storm and it's just wild and so that's what keeps it exciting it's like just seeing like all these cool ass animals being hatched out left and right and then the money side of it i mean that's just a positive it's a way to a to support your habit of right of, of buying these and it's a way to bring in some extra income you know what I'm saying it can help support yourself and your family whatever you got going on so it's just it's it's unrivaled anywhere i don't see it exactly. in any market it's it's, it's wild Right. And one other thing, too, man, and, and I'm speaking to a lot of people, I mean, the older you get, the more you realize the petty mess that uh, you may have done when you were younger. As you get older, you, you don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. And the thing is, is this. If I'm looking at the chat, if Bob's, you know, Jeremy does great, why would you be jealous of him? You right. know what I'm saying? If he's doing great, I'm going to do great. If right. if is doing great, if Herp Collectors is doing great, it exactly. does nothing but boost me up. I work for myself, and I work for uh, I do a lot of uh, industrial maintenance and stuff like that. But I also do side jobs where I work for families. Well, you know, I'm used to working for a you know mother and father or whatever. Well, well I've been doing this for so long that next thing you know, and these people got money. When their 20 year old son asked me to come over, I don't look at that kid and go. That sucker's got more money than I got. I look at him like, hey, buddy, I'm glad you're doing good because I'm getting ready to come take some of that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't be jealous. Don't be Absolutely. You know, yeah, it's enough out there for everybody to eat. Like, yeah, everybody can eat. That's like, exactly right. And be right. full, too, not just get scrapped, but be full oh, as hell. you got that right. You have got that right. And that's why when I see you, you know what it is, I know I'm going to do good. Exactly. 100%. 100%. So kind of building off of that, what's one word that uh, best describes uh, Regis Sphere? You saw the, you, I don't know if you oh, heard it. Yeah, I will, I man. I'll say this it. right here. And, and I know this is going to sound cliche, but it's quality. And why I say that, I, I, I mentioned something on Gershon's, uh, you know, he has that tip of the week. And I yeah. said, don't let quantity, uh, don't fall into the idea of quantity being the thing to do. You know, try to strive for quality. Because, 100%. you know, a lot of people will, and, and I, I, again, I'm not picking on anybody. I've done it in my lifetime and you've probably done it too. And now that you're older and I've gotten older, I know you don't keep going to uh, Harbor Freight to buy your tools. Now, if you're only going to use them once or twice, then that's cool. But uh, if you're using them for your livelihood, you might want to go buy a DeWalt or a Makita or a Milwaukee. Yeah. Now, all I'm trying to say is try to buy good stuff, man. Try to buy some nice quality uh, morphs and, and stuff, you know, that, you know, is going to help your stuff grow. You know, that that's the biggest thing. And, and when, you got to uh, upgrade your genetics. Yeah. And then not only that's that, try game. to buy good equipment. Like I look in the back of you behind you, you got an ARS cage, freedom breeder caging. There's a lot of good quality cages out there, but try to do something good, man, where you're, you're investing in your equipment and your, your like herp stats or, or whatever brand you may use. I mean, just try to be smart about it is all I'm trying to say. And oh, it will last you forever. 100%. Uh, what's good, Keys? So cheaping out on certain things ends up costing you money in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Like if you got to replace stuff like constantly, like say you spend, and I'm just making these numbers up. Say you spend $100 on something one time and it lasts you for 10 years. 
versus spending fifty dollars on something three times, and now you spend one hundred and fifty dollars over that same time period. If you spent fifty dollars three times over ten years, like so, it just costs more in the long run than peace of mind. It's hard to put a price tag on peace of mind. Um, that's why, like, I'm really like particular about the equipment that I use. It's interesting you said Herbstat because I use two different types of thermostats. I use Herbstat or I use VEs. I used to be strictly VE, but then I switched right. over to Herbstat. I'm more of a Herbstat right. guy now, but you can't go wrong with either one. You know what I'm saying? But right. Get you something quality. It don't have to be one of those two, but definitely something quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, And it's, it's an investment, right? Because you feel better about those quality products. And at the end of the day, um, it's peace of mind. It's, a, it's hard to right. put a price tag on peace of mind. And you know, like uh, I have a Herbstat six that I had a minute issue with, but I contacted <laughs> the guy and he said, "Send it to me." I overnighted it, and dang on, if he didn't do whatever he did, and he overnighted it right back to me. Oh, nice, nice. You know, I I didn't have to beg him. I didn't have to do nothing. You know, he just I I described the problem. He goes, you know, send it to me, and whatever way you send it, I'll send it back. And I did, and I overnighted it because I had to have it. You know. I've got mm -hmm. a Herbstat 4 that was able to get me through, but I needed that Herbstat 6 back. And he sent it, he overnighted it right back. And that was, that's the kind of person I want to be to anybody that buys from me. And I'm sure you're probably the same exact way. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think I heard Jeremy say this the other day. I heard somebody say this exact quote the other day. You can build a table faster uh, with a screw gun than a screwdriver. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Invest in your tools. Have some quality stuff out there and saving time, saving time. That's invaluable too. Time is exactly. money. Exactly. And you want to present an image, at least you know, most people do, where they look like you know they're they're competent and they know what you know what's happening. And and uh again, I'm new and like a lot of other people, and I've only been doing this, you know, this is my first year of actually having clutches. And if I don't know something, I'm gonna say I don't know. And but um you know, I want to try to at least present that, that you know, I'm not some slacker, you know, and I'm trying to do the right. best. I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's a difference because nobody should be expected to know everything, but it's yeah. just kind of how you how you handle it. I mean, you can go up to Justin and Ozzy and, and all of those guys and ask them something that they don't know. And they can say it in such a way that they don't know, you know what I'm saying? But they can speak on what they do know or kind of help you find the answer. Like it's different ways to go about it. But if you just look like you disinterested and you just don't care or you, you don't put any kind of thought into what you do, then that's a whole different perception. And perception is, is your reality. Right. And I'd rather you say you don't know so instead of wasting my time with some crap, mm -hmm. you know, hundred percent. Sorry, um, it's water good right now because it's hot. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's what's Especially up. In Florida. So, oh, yeah, yeah, bro. That Florida heat do not let up at all. They don't play no games with you. So how do you balance um life, uh, Regis Sphere, and your, your work life, so your business, your other business? So is it a hard balance? You, you got it down to a T? Uh, everything's I would say I'm, I'm lucky and blessed in one regard uh, the type of work I do I don't have to be on site uh, but I have to be ready to go whenever they call me and um, so I'm actually able to be home probably a good uh, bit of the week but as soon okay. as they call me I gotta go and that's cool and but I can you know do videos or you know mess with my snakes or whatever it is I'm trying to do and that, and I'm really happy about that. Plus, 
you know, when you get in your fifties, you know, you're not, you know, hitting the party circuit anymore, you know, so sure. you're home. So I, I'm everything's as far as balance, everything's going smooth. And when you do hit a party circuit, boy, you feel it. It ain't the same. Um, I'm probably feeling it after this weekend because Daytona, I plan to uh, let, to have a good time. They don't get too 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 crazy, but I feel to uh, have. I feel like I plan to have a good time. There you go. As long as that AC's fixed. Yeah, man. I hope the AC get fixed before I dip out tomorrow. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. There you go. But at least we get away from it for a couple of days, but. I'm more concerned about the temps. Like, um, so in the snake room, I'm not really that concerned, you know what I'm saying? Cause I can turn on the thermostats and I can just really go off of ambient with the temps it is at right now. So I don't, right. I, I'm not concerned about the snake room so much. Um, as long as the temps stay good throughout the day, which at least today they stay good throughout the day. Um, they didn't get crazy and it was hot as hell here. So I feel comfortable about that. My main concern is right now, my, uh incubator is a little bit hotter than where i want so i'm gonna have to adjust the temps on that too and get that way oh yeah, man. yeah i'm still That's, playing with that yeah that i mean it's, it's only at 90 but i, I really want to be at 89 inside so oh, i'm yeah. just going there and play with the temps you know and get that where it's at i haven't quite got it dialed in like it's been dialed in for weeks i ain't had no issues uh but right. bam now all of a sudden how many clutches 90, is, 90 is not bad for no how many clutches you got in there Four. Four. Yeah, yeah but that is not you're bad. like me, man. Bad. That's still I don't I don't I don't know. I just well, I want to be comfortable. You know, I don't I don't want to have any issues. So peace of mind, yeah. Right. Peace of mind. Exactly right. Like peace of mind, and I talk about this a lot, but peace of mind is like why I got an ultrasound because before I had the ultrasound, I didn't have peace of mind because I didn't have a clue what was going on. I was still learning like this kind of stuff to look for and, and I didn't know if like I was just seeing stuff and making more of it than what it really was but being able to have an ultrasound and go in there ultrasound and whatever and you can like actually see stuff then that gave me peace of mind because like i, I could see it i can measure it i'm, I'm a data driven person and so I, I got like a data point that i can look at you know what i'm saying and so that made me feel better so peace of mind uh it's invaluable there you go so what have you liked most about the hobby so far uh i would say the 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 uh, friendships that i'm developing uh grant granted they're all you know through the internet or uh instagram or youtube but i feel like they're genuine and um i can't wait to meet some of these people you know like in tenley and eventually i'll go to florida you know to daytona you gotta come uh, to daytona bro yeah well i used to live you're not that far away i used to yeah closer to daytona than you are tenley right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i would think so but, but yeah. when I was younger, I lived in New Smyrna Beach, which is like 15 okay. miles south of Daytona. Right. And uh, but but what I don't know. Eventually, I'm going to go to Daytona. But I guess meeting these people that I've so far spoken to over the phone, or 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 like I'm speaking to you, you know, I would love to meet all these people actually in person. Me too. Me too. Like it's so many people, brother, that I talk to on a regular basis who I haven't met in person. In fact, I've met very few people in the hobby in person um, that I talk to on a regular basis. Like I met Esteban person from 41 South uh, Pythons oh, yeah. and 41 South Frenchies. And then I met uh, Pat from Grossman Balls. I met him in person a couple of times. So I met both of them twice. Well, yeah, I saw your video where you met him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I, that was my second time seeing him in person. 
Okay. The first time I saw him in person was the same day that I met Esteban because uh, I was getting some rodent tubs from Esteban. Pat was getting like a hypo female from Esteban. Uh, Pat, like in the Jacksonville area, I'm in Gainesville. Esteban is in uh, Tampa area. Okay. And so, well, that was when he sold his stuff? Uh, this was before then. He oh, was just okay. selling that one female at the time. And so we were supposed to meet in Ocala. I don't know if you know about Ocala, but it's like, oh yeah, I know where that not, is. You know about Ocala? Okay. So we were supposed to meet there, but I think Pat had something to, to hold him up. And so we ended up just kicking it and game coming back to Gainesville and kicking it. And then Pat came to Gainesville. And so we got a chance to hang out. So that was pretty dope. And so that was my second time uh, meeting them. But I'm trying to think, is there anybody else that I met in person? Because I, I don't get out a lot. I can't think of anybody right off the top of my head. It's not like right here in Gainesville. So I don't think that counts. Hey, well, Jerry says things. some wild stuff. He says water always tastes watered down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it seems like everybody I know through the internet or YouTube, they either live in Florida or they live in Pennsylvania. You know, it's so strange. <laughs> They're like those two places. And I'm like, well, where's everybody at in North Carolina? You know, I, I know, uh, I know a few people, but I mean, there's like a big patch in Florida and Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's a lot of folks in Florida. So I don't know what a guitar. What what you mean a guitar? You know about that? It says Mike, are you bringing home a guitar? Yeah, I see that. And is that some new morph? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, if you're still out there in the chat, tell us what you mean in the chat. South Florida, yes, sir. And see, I was actually born in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay, okay. So, how long were you in Florida? Well, I was born in Fort Myers, and then we moved from there when I was about two, and then I moved back in 1984, and I stayed down there till like '87, and um. And then moved back up here to North Carolina in, in 87. But it's, um, yeah, I, like I said, I just, when I was in Florida, I didn't know anything about ball pythons or anything back then. And, uh, but, um, yeah, I love it in Florida, except for the heat. You know, that heat, man, is, can get rough. There's no doubt oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, the heat and the humidity. So they auctioned off uh, a guitar at the U.S. Art auction. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that heat will get you, bro. Um, and that humidity will get you for sure. Like, it'll it, it be times I walk out of doing it, just like take your breath, it's so bad. And that's being from here. Yeah. So what's been um, one of the most challenging things about breeding for you so far? I would say, uh, you know, obviously this first season, because I don't have a um, ultrasound and, you know, I've said this before on, a, on a, another show that I was on where visually when you're looking at the internet and you see an egg in someone's hand or a snake, well, that dude could have the biggest hands you ever saw. And that's, you know, you just don't, you can't uh, conceptualize size. It's just hard to see the size. And I, I've also heard you, you and the civil or the civil servants were talking about how these people who say they palpate and they find the, the eggs and, all this <laughs> stuff, and this is how many millimeters it is. Well, when I first got my snakes, I would let them run through my hand so I could feel them. And I thought, well, if I do this every day, when they do start developing, 
these follicles, I'm going to fill them. Well, I couldn't fill Jack, man. I, I couldn't fill nothing. And so I went online and tried to find someone who posted their technique. And I went to Marcus Jane, which I'm sure everybody's okay. heard of him. And well, oh, they've got a detailed plan on how they breed. And I followed that to the T and bam, eight clutches. Um, now, next I year. I might have to go check I, that out. Oh, it was perfect. It was spot on. I did exactly what he said to do. I only had nine females and eight of them, you know, came through. So, it so talk be. about that a little bit. Talk about your process. and um... Well, what I did was uh, obviously I only bred my males, you know, no more than say three females, you know, other people do more, but I, that's what I did. And um, I would put them together uh, three days on and four days off. And I just did it religiously every, and I would rotate them out every, every week. And if I saw a lock, I would write it down. If I didn't see a lock, you know, I wouldn't write anything down, but, and I would try to feed the male on the four days that he was off, which like 90% of everybody else, he, you know, they wouldn't hardly ever eat because they were so What's good, D? hooked on wanting to, to mate. But, um, everything just went, perfectly smooth without any issues but i'm hoping this year to uh, buy a a uh, ultrasound so that i can like you i heard you were talking about how you wanted to to see that you know you wanted to, it would help you understand plus you're not wasting your mail you know if you you know you're not breeding them everything in there uh, unnecessarily and so i'm definitely going to get one uh, this this coming up season you know it's when you won't I don't. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but I know I saw it on Amazon, and they're like fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, contact. Make sure yeah, you get the your pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I got. The Amazon. I think I feel like ninety percent of the hobby got the Amazon. Right. What's so <laughs> crazy it is that job. before COVID hit, you could have got those things for like a thousand bucks, and after yeah. COVID and the everything going to heck in a handbasket, now they're thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred dollars. You know, nine percent inflation hit different yeah <laughs> everything yeah. is going up which snakes have too if, you, if you've noticed <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I look back at prices sometimes like what things were selling for in 2020 versus what they're selling for now and some of them are selling for more than what they were selling for uh then and they're less cutting edge than they were back then right and so yeah yeah so, i remember no one escapes inflation exactly well in 2018 i remember seeing hypos and they were like nothing man they were they were cheap and ultra males were were you you could easily buy one for under a thousand dollars and now oh yeah yeah they have like hit and took fire and now they're just getting it really expensive shout out to team ultra male by the way <laughs> oh yeah i love ultra male yeah yeah ultra male is a uh, lit um but yeah i mean it's good because it well in one way is good because at least you have like something that is appreciating in value and so that's a good way to look at it you know what i'm saying versus yeah. something that's depreciating in value um exactly. so that's a good way to look at it too but yeah um i was noticing the other day though i was on more of market and i saw a hypo g-strike female for like 350 dollars, and to me that was like super cheap it's gone like it yeah, lasted like maybe a day but I was like, dang, that that was, that was a little odd to me. Yeah, I thought it would be more. Like, yeah, I know a lot of dealer. Uh, I don't remember who it was from, so I don't want to make a. Yeah, I don't want to like 
characterize him. I don't remember who it was from. But, right, um, right, right. It was 350. It was for the low. I was like, wow. And um, like I know people sleep on hypo. I know people. Some people sleep on G Strike. But I mean, a double visual female, bro. Right. 350 dollars. It's gone yeah. now, though. It, it it didn't last long at all. No. Well, it's my understanding that hypo has been around for a while, and it went through a long sleeper phase where people. You know, they described it as uh, oh, it looks like a snake that's in shed all the time, but I don't see it that way at all. At all, bro. Yeah, and it to me, like I got a hypopod, just a plain Jane hypopod, and the oranges on it are striking. I mean, there's so, it makes a lot of things pop. Pop that, exactly. Oh, clown, I've got almost looks like desert ghost. It's got the, the it, it, it it's so yellow. And uh, it, it really brings it out. And I hope that more people realize it and, you know, it continues to keep getting popular is what I hope. Me too. And a lot more people, well, I want to say a lot more people, but I've noticed a lot of people working with it uh, lately. And I've seen some really nice stuff uh, in that project. Yeah, they're beautiful. And I bought mine, my clown um, pod, from uh, Kundalina Serpent. I, I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, Dre, yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool dude. And uh, I just ha and I just happened to see him do a video on it on YouTube, and I saw it, and I was like, wow, man. I, I'm going to just, out of the blue, ask him if he's got it for sale. He said he really wanted to keep it as a holdback, but something in his going was going on in his life at that time, and he was like, I'll tell you what, I'll take this for it. And I said, bam, I'll buy it. And uh, that, like I said, that was this this October will be two years ago that I bought that from him, and I hate to show it to him now because he's gonna miss it. But it's you know she's doing good, man. <laughs> Jeff, what's good, bro? We just talked about Team Ultramel like maybe thirty seconds to sixty seconds ago, so you showed up at the right time. There Shout you out to Team Ultramel. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, Hypo Clown is like one of my favorite projects. I love the Hypo Pies too. Um, I can only imagine like how orange those oranges are on that girl. I've seen hypo like just make some things just like pop super hard, and so right. And then well, it not, stays well too. That's exactly. another thing too. Yeah. Not to advertise, but if you go on my uh, Instagram feed, I just posted a little short, a reel today with my hypopod, and and look at those. And that ain't no filter, man. I didn't make it look orange or more orange than usual, but it looks so nice. And this that that thing is is coming up on two years old, and she's beautiful. Nice, yeah. I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna go yeah. check it out for sure. But yeah, hypo ages well to me. Like I like it. it yeah, I got a super inchy lesser uh, hypo female, and like she is so bright, like super bright yellow. Like you can barely tell that she's uh, lesser because the, the brown isn't as pronounced, but those yellows in her, like it's crazy. She almost glowing. That's the girl it, that it, it she had those double heads from. Yeah, does it almost make you think Desert Ghost or something? It's not. It's not Desert Ghost ish. I'm talking about that yellowy that that look about it. Uh, it's super bright to me. To me, it don't seem like Desert Ghost. But it's definitely super bright though. Like it's yeah. it's like its own thing, in my opinion. Right, right, right. Well, like I said, that that plain hypo clown, it is it it's got that desert ghost look. Now I know it's not desert ghost, but I mean it is it it just really makes it yellow looking. Appreciate that, Brian. Thank you for the support, brother. Y'all make sure y'all hit that like button. 
Make sure y'all subscribe and hope smash that notification bell. Appreciate it. Kent Team Ultramel too. You got all the Team Ultramel folks in the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, do you have Ultramel stuff in your collection yet? Did you say? I don't have it yet, but I'm going okay. to. Okay. Like what you going right to do? Now, with? I, I oh, want to. Well, I want to create a, a high. I mean, a, a Ultramel pod. I, I think they're awesome. Uh, and right now, the, the last one I looked at was like four thousand five hundred dollars, and like I just don't have that. <laughs> but uh, you know, I try to buy two investment animals a year and um, to keep, you know, kind of stave off, you know, what's coming so I, that I'll be in the, uh, you, nobody wants to be all that has been, you know what I'm saying? Which I'm still a has been because I'm, I'm a never was yet right now. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But I, I try to buy two nice uh, investment animals every year. And, and gotcha. so next year I'm going to be getting into a nice uh, ultra male pie is what I'd like. Nice, nice. What's up with it, man? So you already touched on this a little bit, uh, but maybe there's something more you want to add to it. So what you think is the most important uh, personality trait to be successful in this hobby? And you really kind of already touched on it a lot, but maybe there's some more you want to add to it. Uh, I would say perseverance, man. I really do, because sometimes people can get um, put off by you know, how well someone else is doing. Don't focus on what somebody else is doing. Now, if they're giving you Stay good yelling. advice and you're learning from them, that's that's great. But think you got your own track. And you, that's what you need exactly. to focus on. Exactly. And I've, I heard this statement. I'm sure many of you heard it too. You know, the people who hate you, they're the ones that are watching you the most. So try to do good. You know, try to try to, try to stay on track and focus Put on, on the show. What, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, you know, th that that's probably the biggest thing is 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 oh, the other thing is this: don't foolishly, uh, you know, blow money on something that you ain't got enough butt to carry. You know what I'm saying? You know, because if you screw up and you throwing out tons of money, you're gonna be that guy who sells everything because you ain't, you know, you didn't plan. And try right. not to do that. I mean, that, that's that's something. But again, that comes with age, which I'm sure you know that. And because we do foolish stuff when we're young. And, and oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, hundred percent. Wisdom. You can't put a price tag on that either. No, that's for sure. So the flip side of this question, and you might have touched on kind of your thoughts on this too. So what's something you think can tank somebody and just have and lead to them being unsuccessful, which you just really kind of touched on a little bit, but is there anything else you want to add? Um, well, you, you cannot buy a reputation. I mean, man, you screw that up and it's gone, especially yes, today. Sir. It is yeah. gone Folks. like that. You pick up those so, phones and they, Oh yeah, man. Yeah. You got that right. And, you, and you're, it's over. And, uh, hopefully, now, sometimes you may lose, you know what I'm saying? Like you'll get somebody that's trying to screw you over, you know, oh, this snake is not what you, this, that, and the other. And you're, you know, and you're trying to pacify them in order to make, make it right, you know, and you can, you can lose a little bit, but your reputation, when it's gone, it's gone. And it, it takes years to get it back, which again, this is, I'm preaching to the choir, so to speak. But uh, yeah, that, that's one of the things I would say you've got to, remain steadfast and, and, and be an honest person and deal with these people forthright and, and stick with it.
So definitely not asking for no names because it's a drama free show. But have you had any negative experiences with anybody since you've been in the uh industry, not with um uh buying and selling, but I've had people I've had someone who that I thought was a decent person and um I don't know what happened to them. And um now we're no long we don't, you know, we don't communicate anymore. And um I don't know if it's I don't know. I don't want to put what I think is in his mind because I'm not a mind reader. But right, yeah, I've only right. had one person who's who we followed each other and everybody was great. And the next thing you know, that was the end of it. And and I I don't know what happened. But like I said, uh, that's the great thing about America is you know I don't like liver and somebody else might like it and more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like liver either, bro. Me I used neither. To hate- Bro, I used to be so mad when we had liver, bro, but that's a whole nother episode. Hey, I know. So, well, real quick, when my mom and dad would cook liver, I was like, mm, that smells good because it always smelled oh, it good. Oh, it smelled good. Liver and but, onion. And I'd sit down and, I'd look at that and I was like, oh, this doesn't look like steak. <laughs> it ain't, buddy. Oh, bro. Oh, man, I used to hate liver, bro. I hate gizzards, too. I don't know if you ever had gizzards. My mom and dad would go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and say, I want a tub of gizzards. And liver, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I ain't eating that crap, man. At all, bro. I'm good. I'm good. Like, man, miss me with them gizzards. Miss me with the liver, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's wow. So, talk a little bit about your show and kind of how you came up with the idea for that and doing the uh, the competitions and kind of how you put that plan together. Uh, well, you know, like everybody else, I've, you know, a lot of people start YouTube with their reviews and how they do this and how to clean the tub and how to water a snake and all this stuff. And, and I, there is some merit to that. Uh, but you have to come up with like a, like what you're doing with your interviews or something that's going to catch. And I'm not saying mine is caught, but I like doing YouTube. I like, uh, and I hope it shows in my videos when people oh, watch. Oh, it definitely it. shows, bro. Yeah, and I think it's fun, and and uh, I've not ran into anybody that has been offended, you know, by hey, well, I didn't like my picture being put on there or whatever. Everybody usually is cool about it, and I've used this expression a lot or this saying. But the older you get, you know stuff run, runs right off of us. You know, if somebody says, man, you're fat and your feet stink, you know, <laughs> no, no crap. It does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't, we don't, our feelings don't get bruised. Like, like a lot of these people, these, you know, younger people do. And I'm not knocking younger people, but I try to put people on there that I think have got a good sense of humor. They're pretty sure of themselves and they're not going to get offended, you know? And, and so far I've not had any problems with that. And, I think it's fun and and no one that I've ran across has been upset because they didn't win or anything crazy because the cool thing is is it's up to the audience. There's no finagling and if you want to count the votes, you just go on there and count them up and if you lost, well you're gonna know you lost because right right the votes it's right just there. Ain't there. It's but, right uh, there. I, yeah, I enjoy doing it and, and, and you were a contest a contestant on there so you know, um, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun, you know, and and people have fun, and also it gives. It and I tried to tell up. Jeremy, I was because he started counting stuff out. It's like I ain't gonna win. I was like, you never know, bro. Like, and then like he shared it. Folks came and voted for him, and it was a fun contest. Right. Yeah. And it's weird though. Some of the people I run across, uh, they 
they don't feel comfortable promoting themselves. And uh, you know what? I, I you know, Jeremy um, Warfel, you know, Warfel with Morphs, yeah, and um, uh, T and Mark of 403 Fauna, and, and even yourself, you know, y'all were cool about it. You know, th- you know, here I am, please come over, take a look at it, and whichever one you want to vote for, vote for. But there are some that don't do anything, man. They just feel real funny about it. And and I'm cool with that. I don't know what it is, but they don't put out no nothing. And sadly, they usually end up losing, but you know, there's nothing I can do about that. Gotcha. And you had people turn you down? Have you ever oh, turned yeah, you down? Yeah, man. Uh, that's a daily occurrence. I'm not kidding you. And sometimes people, I've heard them, they've actually said, well, why do you keep using people that you're friends with? And I'm like, these are the people that agreed to come on. I, <laughs> I have had many, many people that I've sent fillers and say, hey, I really want your snake to be on this competition. And they're like, well, what, what's the, the trick? How much do I have to pay? I'm like, you don't have to pay nothing. What's the, you know, what's the uh, scam? I'm like, there's no scam. <laughs> what's the scam? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then some will not even Other respond at all. Is Google code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I've had people, well, they won't even respond at all. And, and. And it's a hundred dollars. I don't understand. And there's nothing scam about it. You either win. No or you, yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, now I I make off of this too. You know, I'm getting subscribers, and I'm that's my goal uh, to to share amongst the community. And a lot of times, people will uh, on their shows will. And it's a creative way to do it too. Like yeah. that was thinking outside the box. So kudos yeah, on that. And, and my thinking is that I'm, you know. It, whether you win or not, you're going to remember me, you know, and look where I'm at. I'm on your show right now. Yeah, I never forgot <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, I enjoy doing it, and it's fun, and, and, and the videos are so short. I mean, they're like eight minutes long. Who doesn't have eight minutes of their life where they can go over and watch that thing, you know? Yeah, it's going to take like a long it. time to get my thousand hours or whatever, 4,000 viewing hours or whatever it is, <laughs> but, uh, but it's fun, you know? Yeah, that's the most important part, man. Like numbers and all of it aside, just have fun doing it. You know what I'm saying? And everything exactly. else will fall into place. Right. Everything else will fall into place. So have you had any uh mentors in the hobby? Like who are some of the folks that kind of help uh guide you? Well, uh I will say that a lot of my mentors so far have came after getting going. And people like uh Chris from BNS Reptilia, Phil Shout out of, to Chris. Uh, yeah, Finger Snakes. Uh, Dale from Arcadia Pythons, Jeremy, okay. uh, th- these people I've actually spoke to and called to, Hey, what about this? What about that? And they've actually been able to talk to me Four or three fauna, Mark Jensen. Um, you know, those are some people and I hope I'm not missing somebody, man. Cause you know, and plus I've, d- just the friendships like with Kent, you know, of craft brew morphology and, um, you know, you, you, you run up a whole PA crew. Yeah, well, and like uh, Derek, <laughs> you know, like here's a great example. And I know you, you, I know you, and everybody in this thing is going to know this. I only have so much time a week. I would love to watch everybody's channel, but I can't. You know, and 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 I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. But I just can't, and you know that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's the unfortunate reality. Yeah, yeah, there are some people that you'd love to watch, like. I love watching Derek Big D's Python. <laughs> I, I just like him. I don't know what it is about him. 
he's cute as hell. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's funny, and and I like Kent, uh, you know, of Crap Room Morphology. I like him too. He's 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 just so cool. I like watching you. Now I'm not a commenter. I, I you will not find my comments in any chats hardly. But you know, I'm there. Trust me, I'm there. True, true. Yeah. It's it's only so many hours in the day, so many hours in the week. So I just my my modus of operation, I don't think I said that right, but the way I operate is I just try to watch as much as I can. Um right. it's not it's not me trying to like not watch people's stuff when I don't see it, but I try to get back to it, but I don't always get back to everything, but I do try to watch as much as I can. You know what I'm saying? Because right. A is entertaining, first and foremost, is entertaining. And then B, um, we're friends. Um, so I definitely try to catch my friend stuff all the time as much as I possibly can. And then people support me too, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like really like paying, paying it forward, paying it back. You know what I'm saying? It's just exactly. like what you said um, with selling the snakes and you sell something to somebody else, somebody sells something to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a big cycle. It's a big circle. But you're right. Like it's just a lot of stuff out there. You can't see everything, but I do try to do as much as I possibly can. Right. And then, like, it's all this time of the day. Right. Well, like, I'm not into retics. Like, I'll go to Nicole's when she, Nicole's channel, when she had Antoine of High Desert Pythons and um, um, uh, Oz on there. You know, Ozzy, that was great. Uh, And she's had quite a few other guests that I try to watch. But as far as retics per se, I I know I'm not going to get a retic. And uh, I'm just, you know, they live, you know, 30 years and well, you know, 54, you know, I don't want to be <laughs> Do five years old and have my daughter come here and help me hold this snake up, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, she's a sweet lady, you know, without a doubt. And I know, you know, that. oh, yeah, 100 percent. And and one thing I like is, is a lot of the people like Cuddle Time Critters. I see her on there. I'll watch her. She'll do What's a lot of Instagram lives and I watch her, too. And uh Again, I'm not on her commenting, but I, I I watch her when she does a lot of her lives on Instagram. But you know, like I said, we only have so much time in the day, and 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 you will as well know getting your guests lined up and what you've got to do. It it takes a, a lot of time. Yeah, I know. Recently, it's been like a, a even bigger challenge for me because like I'm working back. Like I used to work a lot more remotely, so I, it was easier to kind of like you know what I'm saying take a few minutes for yourself like during the day and stuff. But now that I'm in the office, that's like gone. And so like oh, it's, yeah. it's a balance. And then travel. Um, so you all that stuff start eating at your time. So it's a balance. That's why I like to ask that question. Um, because I really like to hear kind of people's experience with uh balancing work, balancing their personal life, and then balancing uh the reptile aspect too. So I really love to hear like people's feedback and people's thoughts and like tips tricks just whatever gripes if they got them just whatever because it, it can be challenging to manage um especially if you got like a whole bunch of other demands and everyone's got demands in their life um some people demands are different than others some people hit different or at different times and the timing and whatnot but everyone's got things like they have to balance so it's always interesting for me to hear to hear people talk through that so that's why i ask people that a lot well, well, let me ask you this. Uh, whenever you look at your analytics, or do you ever look at your analytics on your channel? On YouTube? Yeah. So I looked at it like the first three weeks, and I, to be honest, I haven't really looked back yet. Well, what I was going to say is that like, I looked at mine, and mine shows, I remember hearing Kent talk about this on his channel, my viewing audience is like uh, 
44 to 55. Okay. And Kent was saying his was somewhat that, but also, or no, it was either him or Jeremy Warple. But what my point is, is this, these are people that have uh, um, income that they can put into something. Their kids are usually already grown, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that is the market you want to be in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, some of these the, 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 these people who are young, like 20, 25 years old, they're st just beginning to raise kids and this, that, and the other. Their income is probably not as expendable as yours or mine is. But this hobby, man, I really feel like it is really, as it has already exploded, it's going to do nothing but keep on going. So I'm actually looking at it now that you that you brought it up. So I'm like right. looking through my analytics now. And so it says, and I don't know how accurate this is because A, it says 100% of my viewers are male and 0% are female. And that can't be the case because I see women in here all the time. Yeah, um, mine says that too. So I don't know if that's accurate, but it says 100%. And the reason I pointed out the, uh, the potential inaccuracy of that or the for sure inaccuracy of that, because I know it's uh, women that's watching. Right. Mine says 100 percent, 35 to 44, son, because of that other data point being wrong. I wonder if that's right, too. But, yeah, it says 100 percent for me between the ages of 35 and 44. And see, um, mine is 44 to 55 or 54, something like that is 100 percent. Now, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 42. I have to think about it sometimes, bro. Like, yeah, I have to, like, slow up before I say it. So I don't say the wrong thing. Yeah, Most of my audience is in United States. Right. Mine are too. Uh, but the next closest country is, is Malaysia. Huh. Them I got the Malaysian market locked down, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but my thing is, look at the people you're marketing yourself to, whether you like it or not. That's people with the money. Yeah, those yeah. are the people that have got money to spend. So, folks, that uh, other channels your audience watches, Keys Constrictors, Trap Talk with MJ Podcasts, Canova, Warfels Morse. That's same that's as mine. That's all good company. That's all good company. Oh, yeah. Great company. And then subscribers, 78.9%. And you probably see me squint because I ain't got my glasses on. 21.1% not subscribed. So that 21.1%, please hit that subscribe button. Ain't that the truth? Stop lurking. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Samson, I was watching uh, Samson's um, Own with Brian or something. I can't think of the show, but he's got that thing that says, don't be a creep. Uh, go ahead and, and follow or, you know, something like that. I can't remember, but th that was a good saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hadn't looked at those in a while, but yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I might start looking at that more. Yeah, I'm definitely ready for Daytona too, man. Um, we y'all getting there tomorrow or, or Saturday? Yeah, I get to meet Maine from Maine's Morph Creation in person. Talk to him all the time, whether it's through chats or whether it's through Messenger, or whether it's through the phone. Um, still haven't met him in person, but he's been on the show. Get to meet him in person. That's another there example. Um, the homie Antoine gonna be there. No, so you're not I'm going to Tinley this year, though, right? Yeah, I'll be at Tinley. No, are you going this year? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll see you there. In the fall? Yeah, I'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so I'll cool, see man. Yeah, I'll be there, bro. I will be there in the building. 
I can't wait. I'm planning on going up on Thursday. That way I can be fresh come Friday and try to talk to some of these people as they're setting up. And then Saturday, just, you know, do a walkthrough and, you know, kind of, you know, feel like I can enjoy the show. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but looking back, we probably should have did that too. Because well, now I'm, I'm a little, I got a little bit of anxiety about the flight because I don't want it to get pushed back no more. Right. Well, you gave me some anxiety when you brought that up. I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, flight's been crazy, bro. So, real quick story. So, I was going to State College. So, you know where Penn State at? Oh, yeah. I went to State College. Going- I've, I've, I've been up there before. Okay. So, I was going there from Gainesville. The flight was supposed to be Gainesville to Charlotte, Charlotte to State College. No, Char- Gainesville to Charlotte, Charlotte to Philly, Philly to state college so it was already like set up for the okie doke because of so many like oh, yeah. and stuff like that so that was because i booked it at the last minute and um and all that but it is what it is so my flight out of gainesville got delayed and so i ended up missing my flight from charlotte but i was able to catch a later one to philadelphia but then that one in charlotte got delayed and so i was like dang i know i'm gonna miss the flight in philadelphia from philadelphia to state college and so I kept getting emails about the one that was from Philadelphia to State College being delayed. And it got so late, I was like, shit, well, I might be able to catch this one. And so I needed it to be delayed by like three hours. It ended up being delayed six hours. <laughs> and so when I got to Philly, I was there for like three hours or more. And then I finally got to State College and finally got to my room that night at like five like almost five and I had to be where I needed to be at eight in the morning. Oh, wow. And then on the way back, the one out of state college got delayed. And so we missed the one from Philly to Charlotte. And then the one from Charlotte to Gainesville got delayed and we ended up having to stay in Charlotte overnight. Like it was just crazy, but it was like the worst. And you're mentally exhausted. Yeah, mentally exhausted. And then my luggage got lost. And it got rained on, so I got we got to get some new luggage, like the the hard case luggage. So I learned yeah. that lesson. I need hard case luggage just in case yeah. they leave, leave my luggage out in the rain all night. Then at least it won't be well, wet. I, I flew into Charlotte once, and what blows my mind, well, twice. It's like they land you on one side of the par- the airport, and your connecting flight is all the way on the other side, and you're running, right. and running, grinding, get over there. <laughs> and they got they landing you in Concourse F, and you flying out from Concourse B. Yeah. And you got oh, 20 man. minutes to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, hopefully they get that cleaned up uh, quicker, sooner than later. All right, so I got a few random questions before I let you get out of here and enjoy the rest of the night. So All if right, you buddy. could live anywhere in the world, where would that be and why? Mm. Um, gosh, man, I'd probably live in Cancun, Mexico. Cancun? Okay. Yeah, I, I've been there twice, and the people are super nice. And now I don't know if it's because I was doling out, you know, dollar bills every second, but they were all <laughs> nice, man. And that's a hard-working bunch of people too. But yeah, I, if I could speak the language, that's where. I, and I knew I could be taken care of if I go to the hospital. That's where I'd go. Okay. Okay. Cancun. Uh, yep. So if you could have dinner with any three people, dead or alive, uh, who would those three people be and why? 
Mm, I I would like to have uh, better known my grandpa. He died when he was okay. 54 years old. I mean, 57. And uh, he died in 1977. I was only 10. But okay. uh, I'd like to have lunch with him. And um, gosh, I must have missed this part of all your interviews because I didn't see this part. Uh, I would probably say if I could have it with Jesus, man, I think that'd be cool. Okay. If I, okay. If I could meet him, that would be awesome, which I'm going to meet him one day for all your folks out there. I hope you got your, your stuff situated in your life. And Hopefully it's not uh, through the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, that's all you're going to feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess the last person would probably be um, Elvis Presley. Okay. Okay. Have I you seen the movie? Is the movie out? Or, um, yeah, there's a movie is, out. It's out? Yeah, it's, it's out already. I yeah. can't remember. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. But when I grew up, man, I can remember. Yeah, my mom was crazy about him, and and we were going to see him in Fayetteville, North Carolina, in 1977, and he died like two shows before he was coming. So that was into that. Yeah. All right. So you and Bosa got to do like a duo video, you know, where one of y'all on one side and the other one on the other. Bosa can Elvis be James, and Brown, James Brown. You can be Elvis. Yeah, y'all got to do it, <laughs> yeah. bro. It'll go viral. <laughs> I, you know, I've had him on my show. You know, my mock have him on my show. And next time I have him on there, I believe he's going to be doing some uh, James Brown. You watch okay. me. Okay. Have him. Yeah, I'll yeah. be looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then um, if you won $10 million tomorrow, how would you use it? Gosh, I'd probably set you know, my wife, I mean, my family up, all my family members up. Uh, definitely would you know give money to my church, and um, I, I'd be the type. I'm a giver. I mean, I, I'm not just trying to make you you know people like me, but I'm the type that will give away money, and and I'd be that guy that if I saw somebody struggling, I would try to help them out, and um, I think that's what I would do. I would definitely help people out, not foolishly, mind you, but uh, but I would definitely be the type that would help people out. That's what's up, bro. Real respectable. Thank you. And so, are there any questions you wished I would have asked you? Um, and how would you have answered? Mm, no, I would say you've got a good detailed uh, question. You know, I'm going to be on uh, uh, Kent with Craft Brew Morphology. And every That's time I'm up. on somebody's show, he's like, Dad, go on it. What, what are you answering all these questions for? What am I going to talk to you about? <laughs> I told him, I was like, look, man, you need to, uh, it, it's you. You're the one selling you, not not Mike or not Jeremy. You know, I was on Jeremy with uh, Jeremy Warfel last week. I was like, you're you. And uh, you got your own twist. But no, nah, you, you did an awesome job. And in, in you're very, very detailed, which like you said, you're a very detailed person. So you, uh, you, you the cool thing too about your interviews is you go from one spectrum of the mind to the other. So you don't know what somebody's going to, what somebody's going to say, you know? So you're, you're very good. So no, you've done an awesome job. I appreciate the feedback, bro. Um, really enjoy having you on. Yeah. I like to get to know people better and just talk about different things and kind of let the conversation dictate itself. Like I always have like some questions that I want to ask. Like I have like some standard questions. I have like some questions specific for that person, but I've been trying to let the conversation like dictate itself. 
and just right. kind of let it flow naturally and and, and, and progress organically because I felt like that worked better versus like having like very specific questions. I got to go in this order. This is how I'm going to say it and stuff like that because I feel like that really detracted away from the conversation. So I don't even send the questions ahead of time no more. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's cool about you, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your dress, but you listen. <laughs> How'd you know what I had? What, no, I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to what they're saying. I'm liable to say I killed her, and she her body's underneath the steps over here. And you would hear me say that. You know, a lot of people they're like, "Okay, my next question is," you know, and they're not even paying attention. So I like how you, you you're listening to what's happening, and and you know you're engaging. Put it that way. I appreciate it, bro. I really appreciate the feedback. I will say this episode, it was even more easy to do that because of my wife. Shout out to my wife again for controlling the comments. And so she's been popping comments up there. And bro, that has made a world of difference. It makes it more easy to, to focus oh, in yeah. on the conversation. So that's made and I will a say, world I of difference. I any sweat. Oh, I've been doing it, though. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out to all the wifeys of the world. We really appreciate y'all holding us down for sure, for sure. Appreciate y'all. Well, bro, um, really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, definitely let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Well, I'm on Instagram and um, obviously YouTube. I got my channel, Regis Fear Pythons. Same thing with my Instagram is Regis Fear Pythons. I'm kind of on Facebook, uh, but in that I may be listed on there as Chip Forsyth. I can't even remember now. I'm trying to get my <laughs> Instagram to feed over there to it, but it's kind of hit and miss. Sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. But I'll, and I'm obviously on Morph Market and uh, that's that's really I don't I'm not on TikTok or anything like that. That's, that's pretty <laughs> much about it. So, yeah, we own all those same places too. Um, Facebook. I'm not a huge Facebooker. Not like uh, I used to be, because uh, right. I'm more of an IG person. Now, I used to be more Facebook centric, but like starting this is more, I've migrated over to IG. Uh, I do Messenger more than I do Facebook, but definitely IG, that's where I'd be. Um, I'm a poet, didn't know it. Uh, YouTube. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Um, and so I spend more time on YouTube now. So Facebook um, kind of had to take a back seat to all that. But I'm like you with the TikTok. We own TikTok, but. I just now, ain't, ain't figured it out. Have it set up to feed to tick your videos to feed to TikTok, or or do you actually go there and purposely make them? I the ones that we've made, they've been TikTok specific. You can feed to TikTok. Oh, I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. I was I was asking you, bro. I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeding my Instagram to Facebook, and sometimes it does. I do that. Yeah. Well, and I know it's an option to feed to. From TikTok to IG, but I ain't figured that out yet. Or, huh. yeah, I'm like, man, I'm good on TikTok. Yeah. 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 Team IG, team YouTube, team Messenger, That's <laughs> and it. team Discord That's when it. I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to me, Facebook's become such a hassle, I think. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm like you, I stick with Instagram, YouTube, and, and uh, that for me, that, that's all, that's enough to take care of. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%.
So everybody out there in the chat, really appreciate y'all coming out tonight. It has been an amazing time. Really appreciate all the comments. Uh, really appreciate all the support. Please make sure you follow our guests everywhere on social media. We have put the link tree in the description of this video. So please go out there, show support. Again, Chip, thanks for coming out tonight. Had a great time. If you don't mind hanging, um, hanging around backstage real quick, um, we're going to play yep. the intro. Thank you, Again, Tony. everybody, thank y'all for coming out. Be blessed. Good night. Peace.